Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. We're going to be doing battle today. If the devil comes with a M, let me make it plain English. If the devil comes at you with a gun, we're going to come at him with a tank. If he comes with a tank, we're going to bring a B-52. Y'all know what a B-52 bomber is? You know, if you're within a half a mile or probably a little bit further of a B-52 dropping bombs, your nose and ears begin to bleed. We're going to drop that on the devil today. Are y'all ready? So we're going to talk about communion, and this is, this is a holy thing, but it also is about war. Okay? And, and I'm also going to give you some ammunition before we leave today. Okay? So I got a lot to say and a short time to say it, but here, this is the Christian life is what we're talking about. If you believe in Jesus, if you believe that he's the son of God, that he came and died, when he died on the cross, he brought heaven to earth. Matter of fact, when he was born, heaven came to earth. So this is all about heaven coming to earth and heaven coming to live on the inside of you. And you having the power to live this life through virus, disease, germs, sin, sickness, trouble. Come on. You want to know how to win? 2 Corinthians says you can be more than a conqueror, an overcomer. Deuteronomy 28 says, if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to do all that he commands you this day, it will be well with you, and you'll be blessed, and he'll allow none of the diseases that are in the earth to come on you. Now, the qualifier is you got to hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So you need to hearken to the word of God today. Well, Pastor, I... I haven't, I haven't done the Word of God. That's what Jesus came for. He's the doer of the Word. He won the victory. He kept the commandments, and we get to wade out into His grace. Come on and walk around in this health and healing and prosperity and blessing and joy and peace and salvation. That's everything I named before was salvation. You need, you need to be saved. If you don't have any joy, you need to get back in your salvation. You're looking too much at the TV. You're listening too much to the naysayers in Walmart buying all the toilet paper. Come on. Somebody said, if you need that much toilet paper, you should have been at the doctor. Well, it's the truth. Come on. Listen, we're not going to operate in fear. We're going to operate by faith, and I'm giving you some faith today. I'm giving you something to operate in, to live by faith, to walk by faith. This is the secret. This is the mystery of the gospel, what we're going to be talking about today. Communion is a part of it, but God's Word, okay? So we're going to turn to God's Word. We're going to look at the Word of God in 2 Corinthians. Uh, we're going to look at number one. You got your sheet out? Number one, if you read this chapter in, in, in second, 1 Corinthians, excuse me, chapter 11, and... Uh, it talks about how to take communion. Paul said, I, I received this from Jesus himself. And so he's, he's laying out the Corinthian church with a bunch of nuts, okay? They loved Jesus, but they were just, they were over the top. They met, he had to clean their act up. He had to straighten them up. They, they did all kinds of crazy things. He said, man, back up, people. Listen to me. Settle down. We're going to do the word, not live by emotions. If you listen to just the news, you're going to live by emotions. And this is the emotion. Ah! We're not living like that. We'll live by the word. So 1 Corinthians eleven seventeen, 17, and number one is let's 
have unity. Okay, as a body, we need to have unity. And we need to have unity with other Christians. How many of you know the devil comes to divide and conquer? I don't like that section. I like this section a whole lot, but I don't know about that section. There's some crazies in that section. Crazies for Jesus, right? So let's have unity and let's read. I'm going to read a different translation today. This is the Passion. And so it's going to break it down so you can understand it, okay? Now, on this next matter, I wish to commend you, but I cannot. So I want to brag on you, but I can't. Because when you meet together as a church family, it is doing more harm than good. I've been told many times that when you meet as a congregation, divisions and cliques emerge. And to some extent, it doesn't surprise me. We don't have divisions and cliques. I don't like this section more, this section or this section. We love one another. Amen. We are family. We're the family of God. Okay. And so, so here we are. I'm just laying some groundwork and we're going to roll through this pretty quick. Differences of opinion are unavoidable, yet they will reveal which ones among you have God's approval. And if I, if I asked questions to everybody in here, you're going to answer differently. You know what? Peace. Chill out. If you like dogs and don't like cats, the people that like cats and don't like dogs, you know what? You still get together. And, you know, let's just don't even bring up politics, huh? The president's, a, you know, he's, he tweets like a jerk and he does all these crazy things. Bernie Sanders is a, Bernie is a, is a communist and, and bless his heart, Biden, I, I don't think he's had a stroke. But we need to pray for all three of them because guess what? Jesus loves them all. And the president's the president. Whether you like him or not, you need to pray for him. That's your call, Christian, not to gripe and complain. Because the one before him, I prayed for him. And the one before him, I prayed for him. And the one before him, I prayed for him. And I don't like everything they do, but I can pray for them. Okay, okay. We're called to pray. We're called to declare. Counsel and wisdom on them. Amen? Listen to this. Differences of opinions between believers expose our hearts. Mature ones will overlook offenses and faults in others to maintain the precious unity of the body of Christ. Immature Christians will cause splits, divisions, and cliques around their perspective opinion. The ones whom God approves are those whose hearts remain pure in spite of petty differences. You know, I used to sing a song back in in the day before some of y'all were even born. If you believe in Jesus, you belong with me. Period. If you believe in Jesus, you belong with me. Doesn't matter your color, doesn't matter your hair, doesn't matter your skin, doesn't matter denomination. If you believe in Jesus, we've got something we can rally around. I may be more zealous in certain areas than you, but I still can love you and I still, we can still pray together. Come on. So let's go to number two. We're building this thing up. So we, is everybody good with everybody? If you look around and you're not unity, you need to ask God to forgive you. Ask God to cleanse you. Number two, let's be reverent. This is a holy thing. Let's reverence the Lord. When you take communion, they weren't doing that. We're back in the Passion Translation again. In verse 20, it says, When all your house churches uh, gather as one church family, you are not really properly celebrating the Lord's Supper. For when it comes time to eat, some gobble down their food before anything is given to others. One is left hungry, the other becomes drunk. 
Don't you all have homes where you can eat and drink? Don't you realize that you're showing a superior attitude by humiliating those who have nothing? Are you trying to show contempt for God's beloved church? How should I address this properly? Huh? How can I address this? If you're looking for my approval, you won't find it. So, so, so reverence this moment. We're going to take communion in a little bit, but we're really getting to the meat. Okay? So, so number one, we've got to have unity. Number two, we need to reverence this. This is serious. This is, not, this is what Jesus did, and this is what Jesus reminded us. So, so we're going to spend some time in number three, a whole lot of time, because this is what we believe. All right? Number three, this is a holy celebration. I'm going to the New King James Version on this. Why do we have church? Why, why did Jesus come? Why did he die on the cross? Why did he do what he did? And this is the reason right here. All right, for I have received from the Lord, in verse 23, I have received from the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup, and after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So we're going to take communion, and we have a cup, and on top of it today, we got a little bit different. We got a wafer. The wafer is, is the bread. It's the bread, it's the body. The cup represents the blood. The body and the blood. So let's break this down. Because remember, I always tell you, the covenant. Remember is a covenant word. In the Old Testament, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God when you enter into the land of promise. Huh? How many of you know and know people like me? You pray and believe with them to get a good job, and then they quit coming to church. And it's not that they're working on Sunday. They just don't need God anymore. They, they're blessed. I've seen people pray and pray and pray for to get married, and when they get married, they quit coming to church. So they're serving somebody instead of God. Come on. So we need to remember the Lord our God. And Jesus set this up to remember his sacrifice. Remember his sacrifice. Remember his sacrifice. This is the foundation. Without this sacrifice, we might as well go on and rob a bank and try to get a million dollars and live like like hell, because we're hopeless. But there is hope and faith and, and, and provision in this sacrifice. Are you with me? Say, there's provision for me. So in verse 23, For I received from the Lord which I delivered you on the same night which he betrayed and took bread. This meal is a celebration. We're to remember. Are you with me? How about this? It has a military effect to the circumstances in our lives. You ever think about it like that? Do you know when Jesus was on the cross that he was at battle? Everybody knows this 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That's salvation. Psalm 22, he's on the cross. Great bulls of Basham, demon spirits. Biting him, tormenting him, 
He took the sin of the world on him. He's at a battle. He's at a crossroads. And he died and said, it is finished. And he died on purpose. And the devil, and God turned his back on him. And I'll say this a little bit later. The wrath of God that you feel like when you say, I'm not good enough, good enough was on Jesus. Come on, he took your, the wrath of God for you. You're not good enough or ever will be good enough, but let's wade out into the grace again. I'm good enough because of the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice on the cross. Come on, it's good enough because of what he did. I have many failures. I missed it yesterday. I missed it the day before, but I still, I'm under the blood. I've asked God to forgive me and cleanse me and wash me from his blood, and guess what? I'm free. Come on. Come on. And so when you get free, guess what? You can receive anything from the Lord. All this, well, you know, I'm not, oh, Lord, help me. I'm not good enough. I'm not. That's out of the question. That's a lie. That's the devil dragging up your past. You've been made free by the blood of Jesus. So, so this celebration, I'm just going to lay some things. It's a military act. It may not feel like we're engaging in, in a war or battle, but when we take it, we do. The devil trembles. Man, he fights me on, on preaching this. Because he don't want you to know this. He wants you to just walk around and, well, the Lord's in control. And, 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 uh, and he just, oh, why did he do that? That was me walking around. If he was in control, you would be perfect. If he was in control, you wouldn't be mean to your husband. If he was in control, you wouldn't be mean to your wife. If he was in control, your kids would be perfect. Come on, you have to toe the line to step in the grace of God and receive the goodness of God. When you say God's in control, I'm not responsible for anything. Kenny is a policeman. He hears it all. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I wasn't speeding. Why you pulling me over? Nobody wants to be responsible. Toe the line, be responsible, and ask God to forgive you, and he will cleanse you of unrighteousness. Hey, then it gets fun. This life is supposed to be fun. We're supposed to enjoy our salvation, enjoy the journey. Man, ain't nothing funner than kicking the devil's teeth. And we're going to talk about that too in a little bit. Huh? Mm. He's a liar. He's been caught. He's a thief. He's been caught. Quit listening to the devil. It's called ABC, CBS, NBC, all that mess. Even Fox News, you got to guard your heart and stay in the Word. The Word's the truth. Doesn't matter if hell, high water, who comes, what happens, Jesus is Lord. And if I die, I'm going to dance all the way into heaven. I'm going to give Abraham a high five. I'm going to slap David, and I'm going to hug Jesus, and I'm going to the throne. Man, I still win. Come on, you gotta, you're a winner, an overcomer. I got to preach this somewhere. Let me help. Celebrating his kindness and goodness has an effect because this is a celebration of his kindness and goodness towards me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
When you quote that in that way, it removes it from you. But for God so loved the world that he gave, he saved, God so loved me. God so loved me. He gave his son for me. And I hope you get it, but I'm getting it. And I'm, I'm called to preach to help you get it. But I got it. God so loved me that he gave Jesus. It's personal. It's not just for them. It's for me. Say, it's for me. So, 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 so sitting and soaking in his presence is an effective way of attacking the devil. We're going to do that as we partake. We're just going to enjoy the presence of God, and God will speak to you. You can hear him say, I love you. Listen, Psalm says, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. So, so how do you get God stirring up on the inside of you? Because God's on the inside of you, Christian. As you, you get into his word and you worship him with, with, with music, with words, and you start stirring him up. And when you let God arise, the enemy starts. The, the fear leaves. That's, you judge yourself. We'll get to that too. But if you got fear, you need to get in the word. If there's a place where there's fear in your life, you got to go find the promise and the word and combat that fear and put it down. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Well, Jesus was good enough. See, that's, that's, that's something you got to combat. Sickness and disease comes, but we overcome. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You got that on the scripture somewhere. Are you? How do you get stronger? The word, the Holy Spirit. So, so let's go to verse 24. And when he had given thanks, 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 are you thankful? Are you thankful? Are you thankful for what Jesus has done? Thankfulness is the key to the blessing. It's the key to pleasing God. When you're unthankful, you're not pleasing to God. You know, just because I can wade out into grace, I still want to be pleasing to God. He's my father. You know, I always say when I go to my mama's house, I'm fixing the sink, I'm fixing the commode. I serve her not because I'm her servant. I serve her because I'm her son, and I want my mama taken care of. I want God taken care of. I'm his representative in the earth. You're his representative in the earth. You're his representative in the earth. You're his, and you need to live for it. You need to represent him well. Man, you need to be going to kick the devil in the teeth. Every time you hear something negative, you need to, you don't have to pray out loud. You be at work, and they're talking about, well, they may be laying off. Well, bless God, if I lose this job, I'll get a better one in Jesus' name. I told that to a couple of ladies, and they go, well, I lost my husband. I'm getting a better one in Jesus' name. Well, that's, that's how it works. You call that in. So I got a better job. Why can't they get a better husband? Because them the rascals are rascals living in sin. <laughs> and you need to quit calling your children stupid while we own it. They're blessed. They're highly favored. They're more than conquerors. They're smart. And they may not figure it out in school, but there is somewhere that they are gifted and they will overcome. So you don't lean into the, into the doubt that somebody else will put on your children. You need to discipline and you need to teach them and you need to pray over them. And we're going to give you some ammunition to pray over them today too. Woo! So he, was, he said, thankful attracts breakthrough. I'm saying that. Being thankful. There's too much in, there in the word about being thankful. 
And Jesus gave thanks, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he took the cup, and he said, uh, Drink this cup and do in remembrance. So let's talk about the body just for a second. We're going to partake this. But this is so powerful that Jesus, the Son of God, was born as a baby, came in flesh. Okay? He's a man, and he still has flesh. Seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. If here's the throne of God, Jesus is on his right hand, and he's in flesh. He has no more blood. He's full of the glory of God. But his flesh, he came and he walked as a man. He got hungry. He got tired. He had to deal with stinking children sitting in his lap. He said, suffer the little ones, come to me, but nobody ever thinks about you. You know, kids living outside, you know they stunk. You know, most of the people he dealt with stunk because they didn't have deodorant. Y'all know, y'all just lost every one of you. <laughs> but Jesus came in the flesh to deal with flesh. He came in the flesh to take care of our flesh. <clears throat> Let me obey the Lord just for a second. Y'all, let's take a, just a break. I, I got to repent of several things, but if you're feeling weak in your, or, or something wrong with your arms or, or your arms weak from like the elbows down, I don't know. Is that you? Anybody? Okay. And, and you back there. So let's just pray over them just for a minute. Father, we thank you that you're the healer of every sickness and disease. We thank you, Lord God, that you manifest healing in those arms in the name of Jesus. You say, well, what is that, Pastor? It's called a word of, of knowledge. I, I don't know that, but uh, before I, I came up, when I came about to come up here, I just felt weak in my arm. You know, I got, I, my hips has is, is, is been bothering me because I, I strained it. I got issues too. But that's not my issue. You know what I'm saying? That's the Spirit of God. And, and the Spirit of God came on me. So you know what? So you, if something comes on you, you need to be praying. Is that God? Is this that? Because God speaks to people. God gave Tammy that word. How about letting God speak to you? How about desiring to hear the voice of God? <coughs> so, so, again, his body was bruised with wounds, bruised, stripes. He was beaten. Amen? Uh, remember on the cross, Jesus said, Why hast thou forsaken me? I'm going to say it again because God's wrath was poured on him. He took the sin of the world. He took your sin. Those three, the president and those two that are running, he took their sin. He took everybody's sin. He took Hitler's sin. He may not have repented, but he took his sin. Come on. You're talking the weight of the world. That's why he began to sweat drops of blood. That's where it began. Your redemption. You ever been stressed out like, I don't know what I'm going to do? Jesus took that stress on his body for you. For you and for me. That the lashes of the cat, okay. It was a cat of nine tails that they whipped him with. And had bones and metal and everything, and it stuck into his skin, and then he ripped, they ripped his body, pieces of it. It's horrible. It's a horrible way. And 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 you know what? 29, 39 lashes, if it was the Jews, but it wasn't the Jews, it was the Romans. They beat him unmercifully. 
his organs were showing. They punched him in the face. They pulled his beard out. We're talking about this is what they did to his body so you could be healed. So it's what they did to his mind, the, the, you know, that the came on his mind. They put the crown of thorns, which represents the curse on his mind, so you can have peace. They made fun of him. Yeah, you're the son of God. You're the king of kings. Yeah. You ever been made fun of? I have. He took that so you could, psh, that ain't nothing. You know, my kids used to come in, and they call me a stupid head. I said, well, are you? No, I'm not. I said, well, quit crying about it because that's not the truth. Don't receive the lie. The devil's going to tell you you're not good enough. The devil's going to tell you, yeah, you're ugly. The devil's going to tell you, you know, you, you got crooked toes. He's going to tell you all kinds of stuff to, give you, to get you all beat up and beat up on yourself. Just silly stuff. Silly stuff. Man, these junior hires, you need to pray for them. They don't like their name. They don't like their hair. They don't like their shoes. They don't like their friend, you know, because they're, they're in their, their hormones are running. And, and the devil steps in. He does. So his body was broken. The beating he endured was payment for heaven to come to earth. Jesus said, pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You are holy. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. Jesus paid the price so healing can come from heaven to live in you on the earth. Say, I got that. Come on. You know, some, if, I, if I throw you a pass, you're going to catch it? I just threw you a pass. Jesus paid the price for you to receive healing on the earth, healing from heaven to the earth, and to walk in not only healing but divine health. That just ran out the door, and only two people caught it. Y'all, mm-mm. There went the blessing. Do you believe that? Well, if you, you know, maybe you don't, but it's time to start believing. Maybe it's time to start taking this thing serious. Maybe it's time to start believing the Word of God, believing what Jesus did. He did this for you. He was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your guilt and iniquities, the chastisement of your feet. That's Isaiah 53. He carried your sickness and disease. Made fun of for you. We're going to go there in just a second. The blood, verse 25. Again, the same manner he took the blood, the, the cup, he said, this is my blood. This blood, guess what? The blood of Jesus gets you in heaven. Nod your head, say, yep, that's me. The blood of Jesus was shed to get you in heaven, to wash your sins, to make you clean, to get you in heaven. Hey, I'm going to heaven because of the blood of Jesus. Not because of me, but because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus was not only shed for you to get to heaven, but the blood of Jesus was shed to back every promise in the Word of God. And the blood of Jesus also will protect you because the Word of God promises protection. The Word of God promises healing. The Word of God promises protection. The Word of God promises everything. It's why you can say, I, I plead the blood of Jesus over my children's life. I plead the blood of Jesus over me. You also be, I, I ask the Holy Spirit to direct my steps. One woman drove to the wrong side of town. She said, Lord, I'm going to pray Psalms 91. And she, and she got out and she got mugged. And she said, what happened? What happened? And, the, and somebody's asked her, well, didn't you have a witness not to get out of the car? Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit was trying to tell you, don't get out of the car. 
Psalms 91 activates the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to protect you. And he's saying, don't get out of the car. Come on, it's the Word and the Spirit. And that's going to be the last day revival. You want to get in on it? Get into the Word and be led by the Spirit. Woo! It was the payment. Anybody got a health care plan? Anybody got health insurance? You got to pay for it monthly? Or somebody's paying for it, your business? This, the blood of Jesus paid for your health care plan. Come on. Because guess what? This virus has popped up. We didn't know anything about it. They don't have a vaccine. They don't have medicine. I got medicine. I got the blood of Jesus. Come on. The blood of Jesus has paid for my health care plan, and it covers the coronavirus. It covers the flu virus. It covers anything that comes up, pops up, because the Bible says, guess what? We're living in the last days, that there's going to be plagues. But I want to be like the two witnesses, and I can just walk down through the middle of it. And there has been people that have done it. John Alexander Dowie went to the Africa, the Black Plague, and it's foaming and living foam. And he put it in his hand and stuck it under the microscope and said, y'all, watch this. They washed it living, and they washed it dying in his hands because of God. Come on, you need to raise your faith up. Every disease germ dies in me, on, on me in the name of Jesus. I don't care if I come in contact with somebody. I'm healed. I'm whole. It's a, you know, we, we're, we're operating from victory, not from defeat. Jesus has won. But too many times we operate from defeat. We react. Look at America's reactions while they empty in Walmart. We're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. What's your testimony? That I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, that I abide in the shadow of the Almighty, and I say of the Lord, He's my God, my fortress, in Him do I trust. He's delivered me from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. I'm not afraid of the terror by night, destruction and waste at noonday. A thousand shall fall on my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I. What are you quoting, Pastor Brett? Psalms 91. And I'm passing it out today. And notice it says, if you read it, it says, he who dwells. He who dwells. It removes it to a he somewhere. But you're supposed to read it, I dwell. It's first person, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. I abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I say of the Lord, he's my God. In him do I trust. <coughs> mercy so 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 we're gonna we're gonna get into the blood we're gonna take communion here in just a little bit we're gonna we're gonna keep talking let me let me finish this it's our payment and then he says at the end of verse 25 as as often as you drink this do this in remembrance of me what he's saying he's he's forcefully telling you to remember the sacrifice that I gave for you. When you remember the sacrifice, you remember that he died for your sins. Everybody knows that, Pastor Brett. You remember that he died for your healing. You remember that he died for your protection. You remember that he crowned you with kindness, with favor, with goodness. That's what you need to remember. And so when sickness starts, when you start feeling it coming on, you need to at home. 
get you some unleavened bread and get you something, even if it's water. I'm taking communion. You can take communion and combat that. I'm remembering, Lord, that you bore this. When you're under stress, when you, you know, you know, see, don't wait till the last minute and I can't pay my bills. You know it's coming three weeks ahead of time. Start taking communion over your bills. You never thought about that, have you? How about taking communion over your children? They may not be old enough to understand it, but you can take communion over them. Pray for your family. The blood of Jesus is on my kids. The blood of Jesus is on my grandkids. The blood of Jesus is on my parents. The blood of Jesus is on my family. Hmm? His body was broken for my family. See, this, this, this thing is battle. And, and we need to quit playing defense and play offense. Put the Word of God in your mouth when you don't need it, and it'll be there when you do. You speak the Word of God. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. All my bills are paid. I have health. I have peace. I have joy. You don't know the world's after your peace and joy. We're in trouble. So, the Lord is forcing us to remember what He has done. The Lord gives us uh, things to remember as we're struggling. Hey, 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 what triggers your memory? You ever smelt something and triggered an old memory? How about a yeast roll, grandma's house? How about leather that you got your behind tore up? How, how, about, how about, come on, but there's some memories that get triggered. You need to put them under the blood. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, this covers your memories, your bad memories, your insecurities. Because that memory pops up and that insecurity starts welling up. Come on. So, as often as you do this, remember when you were born again. Remember when you got saved. Remember. You know, we're saved, but the Bible says to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. What does that mean? That means you're progressively always wanting to be better and better and to go greater or deeper with God. I want more of God. Every time I come and I'm worshiping over here, you wonder what's going through my mind? Lord, I want to be more. I want more of you. I want more of you. I want more of you. I want to be better. I want to be more. I want to be more like you. Help me. Help me, Lord, to be more like you because I'm not like him enough. And some of you probably better than me, but it doesn't matter. He still loves me. He loves you too. And he wants you to be better. What makes you better is doing the word. Walk, being led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. He'll correct you and change you. Heal you. Guess what else it reminds us of? He's coming back. He's coming back. People get ready. Jesus is coming back. When you see these things, when you see all this mess, he's coming back. He's coming back. Yes, he is. No, don't, don't be like me. And I, you know, I was a teenager and I said, oh, you know, preacher said, he's coming, he's coming back. I said, let me let me get my driver's license first, Lord. Don't come back. And then he said, He's coming back. He's coming back. Well, let me get married. Let me get married before you come back. Then I said, let me have some kids before you come back. Then I had a 
house payment, car note, car insurance, Lord, come, come, Lord Jesus, come, come on back. That's all flesh. Relax, he's coming back. Just be ready. Be looking for it. Be excited about it. He's coming. Man, this life, we cling to it like, like, oh, this life is horrible. This is the battleground. <coughs> Heaven's not the battleground. Guess what? The blood of Jesus is going to take you from glory to glory. Because we're going to go, and the Bible says we get to heaven. We're not going to be sitting on a cloud playing a harp. Most of y'all can't sing and play a harp anyway. I'm just kidding. We're going to be doing things for God. We're his children. We're his children. And so we're going from glory to glory to glory with God. Amen? Man, heaven is a wonderful place. You don't ever sing that one? Filled with glory and grace. I want to see my Savior's face because heaven is a wonderful place. It's better than here. Man, when your loved one goes on, you couldn't talk them back into coming. Woo! Come on. Just think about it. Just, you need to resolve, I'm ready to go. I don't have to go right now, but I, I am ready. Because you need to take the fear of dying off the table. Because even in death, the Bible says that we have victory. Mm-mm-mm. All right, let's move forward because we're going to take and we're going to remember all these things, okay? And then number four, or did I do number three? Yeah, it's a holy celebration. Number four, examine yourselves. Man, I have had the fear of God put in me on this one, and I'm trying to help you on this and, 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 to, and to bring some understanding that we don't have to be afraid of God, okay? But we do have, need to have our attitude checked. And we'll read about them and their attitude. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty seven. 27. It says, Therefore, who, who, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the blood of Christ. An unworthy manner. In disrespect. Being non-flipping about it. Hmm? Having a poor attitude. Well, it's just. See, it's become a religious act. Some people say, well, how come we don't do communion every Sunday? Because it becomes a religious act, and it's not special. It's supposed to be a holy celebration. It's supposed to be uh, something that we reverence. And this, Look what Jesus has done. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. It's what Jesus has done, and we need to recognize. It says an unworthy manner. Okay? It didn't say if you were unworthy. But I've been, it's been preached that to me that way. But it says, in an unworthy manner, uh, will be guilty of the body and the blood of Christ. Let a man examine himself and let him eat the bread and drink the cup. So whosoever drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So, so we need to examine ourselves. I'm going to finish reading it and then we'll break it down. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep or already passed away. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. And when we are judged, uh, but when we are judged, we're chastened of the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. What in does that mean? Let's get some understanding, okay? Eating and drinking in an unworthy manner. You need to judge yourself and get your heart right with God. You should do that every day. 
Do that every day. Lord, because uh, the Bible says unforgiveness will block your prayers. If God forgave you, then you must forgive is what it says. So we have to forgive. So we need to check our hearts. We need to judge ourselves. How about we judge our body if there's sickness? How about we address it with communion? How about we judge our mind? Is there any wrong thoughts? How about we address it with communion? We wash our mind with the water of the washing of the word that we, his body was broken, that my mind could be free. And the blood of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. I wash my mind. Come on. Come on. That's what it's talking about, cleaning house. You need a clean house. This is the house of God. This is the house of God. So clean house. This is powerful. This is important. This is the key. None of us are worthy enough or clean enough. But Jesus, by his blood and his broken body, makes us worthy. How about discerning the Lord's body? How about, how about he became flesh and dwelt among us, and he became the word? He is the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. How about we put this where it's supposed to be? How about if you knew how, where Jesus put the word, you'd get in it more often? He said, man should not live by bread alone, but every word. That proceeds out of the mouth of God. Right here. I always go back to, remember when you were dating? Hey, baby, what's up? Hey, where you want to go? Oh, I want to go to Dairy Queen, get some ice cream. You like it dipped with chocolate? No, I just like plain ice cream. I'm learning now. How about, hey, Father, hey, God, what, what do you want me to do in this situation? I need you to love them for me. I need you to go in there and love them for me. And I'm learning. Because guess what? I was going to straighten somebody out one time. And I wasn't their pastor. Well, I was going to straighten them out. When I get there, I'm going to tell them, y'all, clean your act up and quit trying to cheat on your husband and your wife and quit all that mess. And I was, man, I drove an hour and a half, man. I was, woo, I was going to get them. And as I hit that long driveway, the Holy Spirit said, no, you're not. You're going to go in there and you're going to love them into the kingdom of God. And I said, yes, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord. Because I knew them enough that I could straighten them out. No. And I went in there, and I went in there with love and kindness. And guess what? God brought repentance, not me. Because I can't beat up somebody enough to make them repent. It's the love of God that draws us into the kingdom of God. Into, it's the love of God that draws us into a deeper walk with God. Say, I need the love of God. All right, all right. So, so we need to discern the body, discern the word, discern. Uh, see, the more you know God, the more you love. So this is a divine moment that we're going to remember what Jesus has done. We're going to come against viruses, disease, germs, and everything else. Verse 30 said, many are sick among you. That's because they reduced it. They didn't respect what was going on, and they reduced it just to a religious moment. We're not doing that. So ushers, I want you to make ready. We're going to receive communion. Now, y'all, this thing's a little tricky. On the top is a plastic covering over the bread. But guess what? If you pull the foil off, the bread's stuck in between the foil and the plastic, and now you got an open cup, and you can't open it. You got to use your teeth and everything else. So be careful and take and, 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 and 
pull the plastic off first, and it gets to the little wafer right there. I don't know. Some of you have done this. Some of you haven't. Uh, and this, this wafer don't taste good, but that's all right. It, doesn't, it represents the blood of, of the body of Jesus, and, and this represents the blood. Amen? And so this act, so here's, here's what we're going to do. I want you to release your faith, your faith. God has given you faith, F-A-I-T-H. God has given you faith. The Bible says that he's given to every man the measure of faith. Faith is what do you believe? What, what do you believe in your heart? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that he died on the cross for you? Now look at me. I made a call to certain ones, and I want you to make sure that you're saved. Don't take this if you don't know Jesus. You, you don't know how to discern the body. But if you don't know Jesus, will you accept him right now? Huh? I'm, I'm talking to you. Will you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior? Don't you bow your heads and look at your heart. Do you know that you know that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you know that you know that He died upon the cross for your sins? Are you sure? He's knocking on the door. He says, I stand at the door and knock and ask if I can come in. Will you invite Him in? Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And that's what it means to invite Him to come in that you believe that He is the Son of God, that He died on the cross. If you want to accept him, will you lift your hand? Just wave at me real big. Is he talking to you? I don't care how old you are. He's talking to you. You're a teenager. Yeah, I see that hand. Anybody else? This is a holy moment. I see that hand. Doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 70 and need Jesus. Nobody's going to come after you or get you. God's a gentleman. He's drawing you. So if you lifted your hand, I'm going to pray and you pray with me. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that I'm saved because of the blood of Jesus, because of the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ushers, come. I got some eight sheets, stacks of paper up here. Will you come and hand them out? Go down the aisle and hand these out for me, please. On one side, it says healing is mine, okay? Let's turn the healing is mine. Okay, I believe in Jesus Christ and in the power of his blood to heal. He bore my sickness, carried my sorrows and pains, was wounded for my transgressions, crushed for my wickedness. The punishment for my well-being fell upon him, and by his wounds I am healed. That's Isaiah 53. 4 and 5, 1 Peter 2, 24. You, we're reading this in first person. This is mine. And I hope you get it too. Because I need this. You need this. I, and the next one, I've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. 
the thief, the devil, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and loose from the contents within the devil's hands, the curse, and delivered from the spirit of fear and the power of death. Man, I've been delivered. I've been redeemed from the curse. How many know there's a curse out there? Disease, germs, virus. Poverty's a curse. Death, dying and going to hell's a curse. We've been set free from that curse. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, which are sickness and disease. He went about doing good and healing all. He wants to do good for me and take my sickness. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it then, he's doing it today. You better grab it. If he did it then, he's doing it today. His spirit lives in me. Access, I mean, Romans 8 says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. That's power. It takes power to raise somebody from the dead. That same spirit lives in you. So say, I have power. <laughs> May not have walked in it yet, but I'm about to. Say that. May not have walked in the power yet, but I'm about to. God's preparing me to walk in his power. Bless God, if you got kids, you need some power. I don't care if they're 50. I don't care if they're 12 or if they're 5 or 3. You need to be putting the power of God on them while they're asleep. Okay. I bless the Lamb. I remember His benefits. Who pardons all my iniquities, heals all my diseases, redeems my life from destruction. Y'all ever heard that before? Crowns me with loving kindness, tender mercy, satisfies my mouth with good things, and renews my youth like the eagles. We do that every Sunday. Why do we do that every Sunday? Because I'm trying to get you free from sickness. I'm trying to get you free from sin. God, that's a mandate from God. Jesus paid the price for it. I'm grateful that, that you are both able and willing. If it be thy will, Lord, he's willing. Let's just settle that. Is it God's will for you to be well? Yes. Say it with me. Is it God's will for you to be healed? Yes. Put that to bed. Get it out. Bury it in the backyard. Don't bring that back up. It's God's will to heal. I got so many things to say about that. Why go to the hospital if it's not God's will to heal? You fighting God. If Jesus, if God put sickness on people and Jesus went about doing good and healing all, then he's fighting with God. No, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's God's will to heal. I'm healing because it's God's will to heal. I'm doing good because it's God's will to do good. I'm walking in all this because this is what God would do if he was here. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Jesus said. Come on, settle that mess. That's religion. It's a lie. It's trying to steal your health and steal your peace and steal your prosperity, steal your joy, steal the favor of God that's on you. How many know you got the favor of God on you? Most of us have never walked in it. I'm grateful that he was willing and able to take everything to heal my spirit, soul, body. I partake in the bread of life and drink the cup of your covenant to restore health to me, to heal me of my wounds. And you are healing. You're the healing balm of Gilead. Anybody ever hurt their arms, stretch the muscles? He heals our wounds. Anybody ever done something stupid on purpose and it hurt them? He still heals your wounds. He don't say, well, you were stupid. I'm not going to fix that. He doesn't do that. That's, he's graceful, he's merciful, he's kind. I know somebody that was cutting flips with their kids, a preacher, and he rolled out of the chair backwards and landed on his head. 
and God healed him even though he couldn't turn his neck okay real quick Jehovah Rapha is, my, is the great physician his medical report declares his spirit gives life to my mortal body and, and my faith makes me whole you know how many times Jesus said, your faith has made you whole? Hey, lady, your faith has made you whole. Hey, sir, your faith has made you whole. Go, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has something to play with in this situation. Are you playing or are you just sitting there? Oh, the Lord does it, it'll be all right. No. Do you know he could do nobody works in his own hometown because they didn't believe in him? They had no faith. Come on. Yeah, he's merciful and will do some things, but you know what? By faith, you can always receive. Go after it. I'm going to flip over for time's sake. On the back is confess Psalms 91 in first person. This is what I quoted. I got it memorized. How about you? You may have it memorized, but you need to memorize it in first person. I broke it up. I broke it up so you can take it and start memorizing. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. I abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I say of the Lord, he's my fortress, my God, and him do I trust. He has delivered me from the, snare, from the hidden traps. I changed some of it because most people don't know what a snare is. From the snare of the fowler, it's a trap. The devil set traps for you. And my God, do I trust. He's delivered me from traps and from the shields me from deadly diseases. He covers me with his feathers and under, our wings do I, under his wings do I trust. His true and faithful promises are my shield and protection. I'm not afraid of the terror by night, nor for the air that flies by day. I do not dread the disease of coronavirus that strikes in darkness or disaster that strikes at midday. I added that. But you can add whatever. Cancer. You can add flu. You can add whatever. Because it's a disease. It's a sickness. A thousand shall fall in my side. I don't care who gets it. I'm not getting it in Jesus' name. Only with my eyes should I see the reward of the wicked. Because I have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High God my habitation. No evil shall befall me. No plague comes near me. For God gives his angels charge over me to protect me. And wherever wherever I go, and, and then uh, they hold me up in their hands, and I won't even hurt my foot against a stone. You know, I, I, I change some of it to make it easy to understand. You know. But I will trample upon the lion and the snake. Guess what? Temptation's coming. Just because you're a Christian don't mean everything's rosy and peanut butter and jelly. I will trample on the lion and kick his teeth in. The young lion, the dragon, I will trample underfoot. Everybody stomp. Devil's under my feet. I trample Satan and all his demonic forces. The last one, as I set my love upon God, he delivers me and sets me on high because I know his name. He delivers me and sets me on high because I know him. I know who he is and what he's done. And he sets me on high. I will call upon him and he answers me. God answers you every time. He is with me in trouble. He delivers me and honors me. And God satisfies me with a long life. Everybody say long life. You remember back in the 60s, people said, I ain't going to live to see 30. I'm going to party and I ain't going to live to see 30. That's the devil trying to take them out. But God's promised you a long life. Well, you know, we're not promised a long life. It just says a long life right there. Hallelujah. God satisfies me and shows me his salvation. Amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content 
Find out more about our upcoming events and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.